0: So
1: this is your first novel, correct? My first
0: novel, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have two books of poetry out. Right. Uh, and, and I actually did this. Th- there's a thing called NaNoWriMo, National Novel mm-hmm. Writing Month. And I had met a writer who was doing that, and I heard her interviewed on the radio. And I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. I'm going to try that. And I actually woke up that morning not really sure what I was going to write. I thought, i was supposed to start a novel today, and I don't even have an idea. Mm-hmm. So I had a short story that I had written years before, and thought, well, that might be the beginning. We'll see. So that turned into the novel. Okay. Um, and, and I've been a fan of mythology since elementary school. So it was it was a perfect subject for me, and I've always loved, you know, the Greek and Roman mythology, but then also the Hindu mythology, and the Norse mythology, and I just always was fascinated at how they all fit together somehow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, there's, there's a story there. So that was the beginning. Do
1: you actually believe in some of the things that your main character experiences, or... Was it all just for the story?
0: It's part of the story, and and it's it's kind of a a metaphor for human life. Mm
1: -hmm. That
0: you look at all the different people and have all these different religions all across the world and go back millennia and all these different belief systems, and all of those religions are still here somehow. You know, the fact that we have mythology, the fact that people practice all these religions, they're all here and we we see them when we interact with one another. If you meet somebody who's Muslim, or Buddhist, or Jewish, uh, their religion is interacting with your religion. Mm -hmm. Um, So on one level, the book is, is a way to express that and to show people that we all have different belief systems, but there are a lot of commonalities that people should see.
1: So what kind of message do you think you're trying to get across with this book and with including the music and making it a huge part of it?
0: Well, yeah, the music was an interesting part because I was trying to think about what do all religions have in common, and one of the things is all religions have music as an essential part of their rituals. Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking about music and what it does in human life, and we see, for example, in Plato's philosophy... Plato, when he created the idea of the Republic, the only art form that he was going to allow in his ideal state was music because he saw it as the perfect art. uh, And and of course we know that music can affect people's emotions and attitudes and they use music for therapy for mentally ill people. Uh, And we know that music can affect the physical structure of the brain. That people who listen to music have, have certain things that happen to their brain that can actually shape how they see the world. So I thought again that the music was a nice way of, of a, a metaphor. That if you can say that, well, you have different music systems, but they all have certain commonalities. Whether you listen to Eastern music, you listen to Western music, you listen to African music, you listen to it, and there's certain basic elements. Though the music, with all the different forms, kind of fits with all of the different forms of the religion. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and in the book, what, when he, your main character is writing the songs, mm-hmm. he describes them like really in detail.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you ever, like, other than of course writing the lyrics for the book, written any part of the song? Well,
0: unfortunately, I, I don't know anything about composing music. <laughs> Uh, and people ask me, well, what do these songs sound like? Well, I can kind of hear them in my head. And I actually have a former colleague who composes music. But in order to do that, somebody would have to know something about the sitar and, and compose them for that. Uh, I actually heard some music. Somebody mentioned this to me a day or so ago, that there is a band named... Something Wayne it's it's four women. Uh, they have a kind of a folk band and one of the musicians plays the guitar. And I I found one of their songs, it was Desperate Sales, I think it's called, and I listened to it, thought, well if, if you could put brass in there with trumpet and so forth and and add a little bit more of a bass line, that's kind of what I was trying to get at. And and they also have a woman who plays the cello. So an interesting combination of the cello, the sitar, a percussionist, and a lead guitar. Mm -hmm. So I kind of hear it in my head, but I don't actually know how I would create it. I wish I could, because I can hear these songs in my head, I just don't... Know what to do with them.
1: So, in the book, the reason that they're writing the song, the songs mm-hmm. is so that the music—and correct me if I'm wrong—can somehow revive the gods because people are losing faith in them. Yes, yeah. is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you come up with that idea that music is going to be the part that really?
0: That's a good question.
1: Revives that.
0: Uh, well, again, I, I was thinking about what do people have in common? What, what affects people's lives in a very profound way? I thought, well, and, and when I write, I listen to music all the time when I'm writing for inspiration, and I have all these different kinds of music that I like. And I thought, well, the music would connect with everybody because everybody likes some kind of music. Um, and, and all of the religions have these different forms of music, and so for example, in, in the book, when they create the the second CD, a joyful noise, which is more specifically religious music, and so I brought in uh, the song "Morning Has Broken," uh, and some of the other religious songs, "Hallelujah" by Leonard Cohen. That a lot of people. I love that song. I do too, and there's so many different versions of it. And so I thought, people identify with these. And so I thought, you now what? What about in in our own belief systems? So I thought about you know Song of Songs from the Old Testament, and I thought that's. I went back and reread it. and thought, oh, that's very interesting. I never really paid attention to it as a kind of love song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been fascinated with the story of Krishna and the milkmaids. So I thought. All of these have religious connections and different religions can understand. So for example, Morning Has Broken, Um, Cat Stevens did a version of it. And then Cat Stevens gave up music for a long time because he converted to Islam and gave up music for a while and then came back to the music. So you get kind of the Christian slash Islam connection through him. And the fact that he was singing the song that we sing in church, I thought, well, so there's a religious connection there that crosses two different religions.
1: Obviously, there are lots of different religions, and even within the few main characters. I mean, Sophia is Greek, and then there's, um, I think you have Bacchus is yes. as mm-hmm. the god mm-hmm. god but he's Roman. But yes. They all kind of respect each other, mm-hmm. and they don't. Question at all that they're from different religions or different beliefs at all? Is that kind of the way that you want things to play out, or is that like a message that you want to carry over to our world where we're a little bit more? I
0: I think that you know we can be more respectful of one another and say, "I don't believe the way you do, but I respect what you believe." One of my heroes is the Dalai Lama. And, and he tells people at the beginning, he says, you don't have to believe what I believe. The important thing is to believe something and to practice whatever you believe. And he says, for me, the only real religion is, is love and compassion. And so that's what they all have in common. And in the, the scene at the end of the novel, where you see all the gods and goddesses becoming different gods and goddesses, realize that you, know, you look at the Greek and Roman, for example, at the Greek gods, the Romans gave them different names and changed some of the stories, but Zeus becomes Jupiter, Hera becomes Juno, uh, Dionysus becomes Bacchus. So you have all of these flowing beliefs, and then they alter them to fit their own uh, culture and their own belief systems. But they're all essentially the same because they all represent the spiritual part of humanity
1: did you have to do a lot of research about um the different kinds of mythology that you include
0: i did i had to do the greek and roman i was comfortable with and i knew a good bit about hindu mythology but i did have to go back and refresh some of my knowledge and the norse gods i had forgotten a lot of that especially with the idea of ragnarok Mm -hmm. um and and i when the, the Thor movies came out, and especially when the third movie came out, I said, a movie called Ragnarok. Uh, so I did have to go back and, and do some more research, and, and I had a couple of books at home, and then of course got on the internet. And then at the end, I put the glossary for people who might want to have more information about the characters, and then if they wanted a direction to do more in-depth research, that they could do that um but there's always research anytime you're going to do a book you better be doing your homework because somebody else will be and you don't want your readers to think you're dumb because you put something in that was wrong
1: yeah um so you started this for NaNoWriMo what Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to people who are starting on that kind of journey for writing a novel like that
0: um well have a story Uh, Have interesting characters, listen to your characters, and and make sure that the story and the characters, whether it's fantasy or realistic fiction or whatever, make sure that it is real in the absolute sense of the word.